Welcome to the Next Level Human Podcast. As a human, you have a job to do. In fact, you have four jobs. To earn and manage money, to attain and maintain health and fitness, to build and sustain personal relationships, to find meaning and make a difference. None of these jobs are taught in school. And that is what this podcast is designed to do. To educate us all on living our most fulfilled lives through the mastery of these four jobs. I'm your host, Dr. Jade Tita, and I believe we are here living this life for three reasons and three reasons only. To learn, to teach, and to love. In this podcast, I will be learning, teaching, and loving right along with you. I'm grateful to have your company. Here's to our next level. going on everybody welcome to today's show today we are going to be going back to philosophy talking about one of my favorite philosophies and that is the philosophy of Taoism. Taoism is really a misunderstood uh, philosophy because unlike most philosophies that start sort of with a basic premise to define what they are and to define sort of first principles Taoism sort of starts with telling you that it is not anything. And I know this is confusing, but Taoism essentially says that it is nothing. And it is essentially nothing and all things. And so when we talk about the Tao, it's a very individualized philosophy because essentially what the Tao says is that each human is part of the Tao and that each human sort of expresses the Tao in its unique way. This philosophy is one of those philosophies that um, really gets tricky to follow, but I think it's only because in the Western world, we really value sort of action and planning and um, doing as sort of the center of things. It's it's a very much a doing, achieving, driving, planning uh being sort of um, in ambition and all of these kinds of things. Taoism is really about stillness. It's really about um, not living from the head, but more from the heart. And so if you're someone who tends to like some of the new age spiritual type of talk, like the universe has your back and manifestation and visualization, you might like this discussion. And you may not be aware that a lot of the new agey talk really comes from um, sort of the Taoist way of looking at the world, especially when we talk about mindfulness and sort of acceptance and sort of being in flow with the universe, so to speak, and finding harmony and balance, um, things about how uh, nature is very harmonious and balanced and all of this kind of stuff. So naturalists and spiritualists and people like that find a lot to love about Taoism. Now, religious types tend not to understand Taoism or they tend to not find or take a liking to it because it doesn't really give a common directive about God. In fact, it doesn't talk about God at all. It actually says that the Tao is an unknowable thing. It is all things and nothing. And so you can see some of the sort of godlike qualities of the Tao, but it's very careful about not worshiping 
uh, the Tao as a god. And so this isn't a, um, it is a religion, of course. Many people talk about it as a religion, but it's uh, mainly a philosophy. And so we're going to discuss this philosophy. Now, most people are familiar with the symbol of the yin and the yang. And so this symbol is the quintessential representation of Taoism. And what people normally do is they normally see this as light and harmonizing with dark or good and bad or the natural duality of life. And Taoism does talk about that. But the most important element of Taoism really is the line that traces between the white yin and the white and the black yang. That line represents flow and it also represents the heart of where the Taoist sort of philosophy comes down. In essence, Taoism is all about walking the middle way, the Wu way, they say. So this is the way is the path between, not getting too caught in the dark, not getting too caught caught in the light. And so in a sense, you've heard me talk a lot about in past episodes about bias and dogma. Taoism is very much that way. In fact, Taoism is often also not really liked or appreciated by the science community either because Taoism is sort of a, an approach that comes from the heart. It's a feeling. It's an intuition. It's sort of like um, not doing anything until the time is right and that right time will be displayed to you at, the, at that time. So it's sort of confusing. So the idea of planning and testing and trying to figure everything out is not really Taoist in nature. Taoism is more that things will be revealed, that you'll live your way into the answer, that the answer is already there in a sense. It's just being revealed to you and there's nothing that you have to do. And so I know this uh, philosophy is going to be uh, a little bit challenging for many of you. But I love this philosophy because my two favorite philosophies, by the way, one on Stoicism, which I've done on this podcast, and now this one on Taoism, these two, to me, are um, my favorites um, in terms of uh, most of the, the sort of philosophies. And to me, Stoicism is very practical, um, very directive, uh, you know, sort of very right-brained, I guess. Taoism is kind of the opposite. It's very intuitive. It doesn't give a whole lot of instructions, just sort of vague sort of concepts in the way of living. And it's sort of anti-rationality uh, and reason in a sense. And so you may, you may have heard this idea that we kind of have really two, two brains in a sense. One is our very rational reasons brain, and one is our very intuitive brain. And many people will kind of say, well, you know, you really want to be intuitive. You're too reasoned. You're not going to do right. And then other people will say, well, you need to be a little, be a little bit more rational, and that's where it is. And you kind of can see this when you look out into the world, sort of the spiritual types who really gravitate towards things like I'm an empath, and do you know your, you know, your Enneagram number, and uh, you know, and they're very much into astrology, these very non-scientific, non-rational sort of woo-woo ideas. A rationalist would, you know, sort of pounce on that and say that's not very useful. But the other way around would be the spiritual types who would say we need this intuitive approach. Really, this battle, again, represented in the yin and yang, there's always this duality. The right way is to include both. It's really about being reasoned and rational enough and also about being intuitive and heartfelt 
enough. And so in a sense, Taoism is the quintessential balancer. It's all about finding harmony. It's not being too biased or dogmatic in either way. It's not being too rational or too intuitive. Now, there's several concepts in um, Taoism that uh, we can cover here. And you know, I always like to come up with acronyms to make this easy for you. But really, um, when you think about Taoism, there's four sort of areas and concepts that you really want to focus on. First is the idea of stillness. And this is kind of synonymous with simplicity and patience. So, like I said, Taoism is not a philosophy of action so much. And it's not even, it's not really a, uh, a philosophy of non action either, but rather right action. And that action, that right action, the thing that you should be doing, is revealed to you. And so it's only understood by waiting and listening in this very still place. In a sense, Taoism would say that many of us in the Western world get lost and um, are uh, keeping ourselves from the Tao because we're far too directive, far too ambitious, far too wanting to try to control life. And what they would say is that this is what Taoism would say was that you cannot do this. The only way that you can understand the world and your place in it is to remain still until it is revealed to you. So there's a big emphasis in Taoism on waiting and listening. Um, one of the things that I think is useful to look at to kind of understand this concept is to think of a woman out on the ocean surfing. And essentially, she's out there sitting on her board, kind of patiently waiting. And what is she waiting for? She's waiting for her wave, the wave that feels right. And she lets many waves pass by, and she's just sit there, sitting there in the silence. And then the right one sort of springs out of nowhere, and she takes action in flow with it. And then the flow of the water plus her action together create a greater force, a greater change that propels her forward versus her sitting out there and chasing every single wave and trying to make the wave be something that it is not. Taoism would say, wait your turn. Taoism would say, be still. Taoism would say, um, suffer in silence. Let the answer emerge for you. And this is, again, right, very spiritual in nature. It would be someone who's going through pain or having a difficult time, and instead of actively searching and talking and, you know, whining and blaming and complaining and really doing this, they just essentially sit with the pain. They sit with the confusion. They sit with the overwhelm, trusting that something is going to um, come forward, the wave Maybe it's in the form of a person, maybe it's in the form of a book, maybe a documentary, maybe something that as they're sitting in silence, they will know when it's the right time. They will know the thing that might help them. Maybe it's the person they talk to in line at the Starbucks while they're waiting for their coffee. Maybe it's a book that jumps off the shelf at them as they're walking through a bookstore. Maybe it's a conversation they overhear as they're walking down the street between two people. Maybe it's uh, an experience they have while they're out walking their dog. But ultimately, it's about 
waiting in this stillness. And if you think about this, this is a very hard thing, a very difficult thing for us to do, for most people, to sit in pain, to sit in discomfort, to sit in overwhelm, and to just wait, to live their way into the answer. But this is what Taoism would say is required. Stillness is a really big piece of this. So they say you need to be quiet in order to understand. You need to be still. You need to have patience. You need to live a simple life and you need to live your way into the answer. So when this stillness is not just about remaining still, it's also about um, keeping life simple, not having a, a, a lot of things, not occupying your mind with a lot of uh, activities, but keeping things simple, only that which you need. And so you can see how someone who accumulates things, a hoarder or someone like that, someone who is constantly got to be, can never be alone and always needs social stimulation. You can see that in Taoism, this would be said to, that you're out of the Tao. And so you might say, well, Jay, then how do I get back to the Tao? One of the ways that how do I you know, jump into this stillness? Well, we oftentimes also get this wrong, in my opinion, in the Western world, because they, we think it's about sitting, arms crossed, you know, lotus pose, oming, and watching our breath, and we think that this is stillness. But the truth is, stillness can be found in many different scenarios. I actually remember in high school, one of my first experiences with the Dow was actually during a football game. I American football. So I I played a position called fullback which was the one of the one of the people who gets the ball and runs, you know, to try to score touchdowns. And I remember this one game that I basically fell into flow. And actually whenever you fall into flow, Taoism would say you're falling into the Tao. And I remember everything was hushed around me from walking back to the huddle even though there was noise around me, I can almost feel my cleats on the ground. I remember um the being in the huddle and the you know hearing the the cadences and seeing things almost in slow motion i would get the ball and i just fell into flow and in in american football for those who don't know the fullback is a running back but he doesn't get the the ball a bunch but i was a running fullback meaning i got the ball a lot and this particular game i rushed for over 300 yards in this game which is essentially unheard of first of all it's a very difficult thing to do in general for even for anyone but the fact for a fullback doing it and I remember coming out of that game almost feeling like I was stoned or something being in the Tao being in stillness just waiting and listening for the hole to open up and only acting and not overacting right so not trying too hard but letting myself fall into the flow of the game and I remember being and by the way I wasn't taking any drugs or anything like that at the time but I remember thinking to myself this is what they mean by getting in the zone or in flow. And it can happen driving down the street where you essentially get in, you're even in your car and you're sort of in this meditative state. You're driving, you are completely aware, but it's almost as if your unconscious is doing the driving and your conscious is aware of everything around you. The person who crosses in front of you, the squirrel that runs across the street, the dog, the person walking their dog, the, uh, car you know sort of driving near you or passing you and you're just fully aware not because you're trying to be but specifically because you're not trying to be so there's this thing that happens when you drop into flow or the zone or the Tao, where all of a sudden you're not trying but it almost feels like life is pulling you along in this sort of uh beautiful sort of 
opera-esque or symphony-esque thing where you're there and you're aware of it, but you don't really know what is directing you. It's almost like you are directing you, but something else is pulling you along as well. This is the idea of stillness, and this can be practiced. This could be practiced in anything you do, and many people would say that this is the way to really practice meditation. One of the benefits of this, by the way, is that with meditation, many times people think they need, they'll put on blackout you know, shades, like you know, something over their eye to black out their eyes. Maybe they'll put in you know, uh, some earmuffs not to hear, to black out sound, and then they can sit and meditate. Uh, the conditions have to be perfect. If you are in touch with Taoism, you realize that this state is best practiced in the noise of life. It's best practiced in a crowd. In fact, me tapping into it in uh, in the middle of a football game was a really interesting thing because think about it. When everything is going crazy about you, right? You, you're in a war zone or you're in a crazy, hectic stress or you're dealing with all kinds of things at work or, you know, all you know things like covid going on and you're able to stay calm and be in the moment to be still this is actually really more useful to practice during difficult times because conditions will not always be perfect to be in stillness and that's the way to kind of think about this so stillness is actually critical in dao and the ability to stay still you also know that this is not you if you have to talk all the time. You can't be alone. You always have to be stimulated. This is the opposite of stillness. And I think ADD and ADHD and people's inability to stay focused on a single task also means that they are also miss, tending to miss the Tao. Now, the next aspect of the Tao, and the acronym, by the way, for this is SAFE. And that is because when you really get in touch with Taoism, you are safe from anxiety, safe from, uh, you know, sort of pain in a sense, but especially anxiety. So practicing Tao is really good for people who have a difficult time with anxiety. And so the S is obviously stillness. The A is acceptance. The Tao would say that really there are only two sort of um, permanence in life, two certainties, and that is change and death. These are the only two things you can count on as a human, that things will change around you and that you and the people around you will die. This is Tao, quintessential Tao language, that you have to accept this. And you have to accept sort of the hardships of this. Uh, Buddhism, which came out of Taoism, takes this one step further and essentially talks about the idea of life is suffering. And what Taoism would say is that life is not necessarily suffering. Suffering is how you perceive what's happening. Taoism essentially says suffering is only suffering if you see it as suffering. But what life is, is change. So Taoism sees that you must accept change, that the relationship will end, that the job might end, that your bounty might end, that uh, your friendships will end, that uh, you're constantly in flux and change. And if you are too rigid and try to um, avoid change and you try to keep everything stable and safe all of the time, then you will actually destroy yourself in a sense because you can't be alive and try to resist change. 
being alive and engaged in the world means that you are going with the change. You're adjusting to the change. You're adapting. That's why in the yin and yang, that middle way is really sort of this, this snaking line, right? It's sort of this curved line to represent the idea that you're not going to just be riding in a straight line and walking in a straight line, you're going to be in a place where you're constantly needing to change. And so acceptance is a really important part of this, the ability to accept that every single thing must end and then letting go and letting the new thing come is really, really important. Now, how many people do we know that cannot do this, that they lose a pet, maybe dies, and then they can't, you know, get their mind off that pet, that pet is held on to, or they lose a romantic relationship and they spend years and years and years pining over that, or they get ill and lose some function and they can't adjust to this new life. This is, or, or they, you know, are stuck in bad habits and can't change to better habits. Acceptance is this idea that we must accept where we are and only in that acceptance can we begin to begin the process of change, right? Acceptance that nothing is stable is a requirement to actually make change. Instead, though, what we want is to everything to remain safe and stable all of the time. This is moving in opposition to the Tao. Taoism says be still. Taoism says be accepting of everything that happens to you. So then you essentially would say, well, Okay, so now I'm still and now I'm accepting everything. This doesn't feel good to me. It certainly doesn't for a lot of people because as a Western-minded individual, you think of it like, well, I want to um, be in action. I want, I'm ambitious. I want to achieve certain things. So how does you know Taoism essentially account for that? Well, it really doesn't. It does it in sort of a roundabout way. And the best way I'll explain this is to imagine you're in a canoe and you're going down a river, and of course the river is pulling you forward because the river flows, and this is how Taoism might be expressed, that it's very much like a river, and so you are being pulled by the river. However, you can exert some influence. You can lay back in that canoe, drape your arms in the water, create some turbulence in the water, and maybe act as a rudder to pull yourself into a little eddy over here and to perhaps, uh, you know, go direct to the, to, you know, uh, another area of the river, but ultimately you're still be pulling down. If you try to turn that canoe around and row upstream, you will become exhausted. And the Tao would say that many, many people are trying to do that. They're beating their heads against the wall. Now this goes to purpose as well, because purpose is something that is partly been dictated for you, partly your genetics, the people that you had been exposed to, the passions, your superpowers, your pain. You're not in control of all those things, but you do get to choose what you're going to make out of it. So it's the same thing here. You might be being pulled down that river, but you do get to exert some influence. In a sense, you are in um, action with, in uh, partnership with the river. You can't go against it, but you can influence it to some degree. If you're coming down and there's a big boulder in front of you as your canoe comes, you can use your oar or your, you know, to 
slightly get out of the way to adjust. So it's not that you're completely uh, unable to exert any influence over your life. It's just that this river is flowing and pulling you in a particular direction. And the degree to which you can see that direction and start working with it is the degree that you will be safe. Imagine being in whitewater rapids and turning your boat sideways. You're going to flip over. You're going to hurt yourself. Or imagine being in a fast-flowing river and trying to go upstream. This is analogous to someone who wants to be an actor but has no acting sort of talent or a singer and has no real singing talent or someone who is you know trying to be an entrepreneur and really doesn't necessarily have this talent however pursuing a thing is not necessarily bad right you can pursue let's say you're going down in this river and you see a little eddy and you kind of want to make it over there to kind of get in you know, more calm water. And as you're heading in that direction, you realize some things, you get some insights and you say, oh, actually that place over there in the river looks a little better. Let me try to get there instead. This is how the Tao works in real life. Perhaps I start out wanting to be a teacher in terms of teaching metabolism. And many of you know who know me, you see that this is kind of how it worked for me as well. I started out sort of moving in a direction, teaching a particular thing. Now, what the Tao would say is don't get too attached to that because that might not be in alignment with your purpose or your purpose might be meant to be evolved past that. So perhaps I'm trying to teach metabolism and make my name in this particular field, but then something happens to me and I end up teaching something completely different. In my case, I started out wanting to be a healer and following the Tao led me to actually being a teacher. And this is what is really interesting about this because what many people will do with sort of their natural Western way of seeing the world is they will become adamant about becoming a thing for popularity or uh, you know, for status. They don't do it in a way to say, am I suited to this thing? They do it in a way that says, if I do this thing, I will look good to the outside world. This is going against the Tao. The Tao would say, you have a particular nature that you are best suited for, and the world will show you what that nature is. Your job is to work with that rather than against it. We all know these kind of stories where there's the artist who feels compelled to do art but is constantly pushed by their parents and culture to become a scientist when really what they wanted was to paint and they had this urge to paint and instead they went in the direction of something else that is going against the Tao. And what Taoism would say is that you will suffer the consequences of this anytime you try to move against your natural Tao. So the Tao is this thing that's working for you. And this does go into some of the spiritual language that we hear. You've heard this idea that life is not happening to you. It's happening for you. Well, you might not be aware that this is a very Taoist sort of way of thinking is that ultimately the Tao is moving you to a place that is probably best suited for you, your job is to spot it and work with it rather than against it. This is where we talk about the idea of flow. So the S in this acronym is being still. The A is acceptance. The F is flow. And so what you're really doing is when you're flowing down this river, when you're flowing down the universal Tao, what you're actually doing is you're letting life sort of guide you gently. You are acting um, in concert with life. You're not acting against it. So if certain things come up for you, 
you don't avoid them. An example might be this. Let's say you have a particular type of person uh, romantically that you're attracted to because you think that, I don't know, tall, dark, and handsome men or blonde, blue-eyed women are what you're meant to be with because that looks good from a cultural perspective. But then you run into this great person who doesn't necessarily fit your type, but you ignore that because you're too locked into your type of romantic partner. And everything goes south from that because you avoided the Tao. You weren't in Tao. You weren't letting life help you along. You were instead trying to demand what you want. And the Taoism, Taoism would say that that always tends to point you in the wrong direction. So falling into flow is letting life work for you. I actually remember this sort of weird event that happened to me in my early 20s when I was kind of going through one of my first breakups. And I was at a book uh I was at a book place looking at self-development books because I was kind of into self-development. And this book fell off the shelf almost as if it was, you know, kind of just accidentally pushed off. There was no one there but me. But this book fell off the shelf and I picked it up and put it back, not looking at it. And then it fell off the shelf again, right? So, and I looked down and it's funny because this book, the actually book that did this was, um, you know, it's an interesting book, but the it's a book called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. This was in sort of in my early uh, 20s, and it, that stopped me at that point, and I actually picked up the book and was like, I don't know what this book is about, but I ended up buying that book. That book had a pretty a profound influence on me. So I know this sounds like woo-woo language, and perhaps it is, but the whole point, though, is which story, what story works for you. But this would be an example of Taoism working for me, essentially flowing and pushing things into my path, which I then acted upon. One of the things I have taken to doing that is a very Taoist kind of thing is this idea of if someone introduces me to something, especially if it continues to happen to me where someone says, hey, have you read this book or have you seen this documentary or have you experienced this thing? You need to see this movie or whatever it is. You know, this happens to us all the time as humans. If it ha- my role is if that happens to me more than one time, I go, maybe there's something in there for me. And I usually try to seek that thing out. And almost always when I do, there's something that I learn from that. So this would be sort of uh, one aspect of being in flow. Interestingly enough, one of my favorite philosophers is Bruce Lee, the, uh, the actor, the martial artist. A lot of people don't know he was a philosopher, but he actually introduced a lot of Taoist thought to the Western world. He has this famous saying of like, be like water, my friend. He says, water can crash or water can flow or water can sit still. Water changes. If you put it in a teacup, it becomes the teacup. If you put it in a cup, it becomes the cup. If you put it in a pot, it becomes the pot. It takes the shape of many different things and it has many different attributes because it's water. So, and this, by the way, is not uh, a quote from Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee literally took this from the Tao Te Ching. This is in the Tao Te Ching, the 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 book on essentially Taoism. And so he just took it. Many people credit it to him, but it's actually Lao Tzu and that particular and the the Tao Te Ching where that concept came from. But this is another idea of sort of being in flow. The idea that there are going to be times where life demands that you have boundaries and. 
there are going to be other times where life demands you sit still. There are going to be other times where life demands you flow, where life demands you morph into something else, right? This is very much like this river in the canoe. And the way I like to explain this is this. Many people who come from a religious background will say there's a creator and they have a plan. Other people who, res- who don't love that idea say, no, you're completely in charge. It's completely up to you. Taoism would say that you are a co-creator with the universe, that the universe is creating certain things for you, and it's your job also to find that and to fall in flow. So you can see how Taoism sort of splits this very scientific, you know, sort of narcissistic, sort of self, uh, you know, I'm the center of the universe, it's all up to me, I'll make my own way. But it also resists this idea that there's some grand plan up in the world, or, you know, up in the sky, some guy with a plan for you that you're going to do. Instead, it says you are a co-creator, that life is doing what it's doing and perhaps life has a direction but you get to exert some influence in that and this is what this flow state is really like this is what it's it's meant sort of to be when we're talking about Taoism so again we have stillness we have acceptance we have flow and then the last piece here is equilibrium or harmony so what Taoism says is that life is very much like a pendulum that you're always going to have swings and it's always going to swing back and forth and that even history is going to be this way. There's going to be times where you're happy. There's going to be times where you're sad. There's going to be times where you are confused and times where you have everything sort of figured out. You're going to be vacillating between extremes. Again, if we talk about this river, there'll be times where the river is calm, almost completely still. There'll be other times where this river is completely rushing. There'll be times where there is, you know, very smooth waters, no rocks at all, no obstacles in your path. There'll be other times where there are obstacles in your path. Ultimately, what the Tao says is you want to avoid the extremes. You want to avoid being in this sort of place where you always see life as difficult and a struggle. You also want to avoid the extreme of always seeing life as always just, oh, light and love. That there are dark sides of life and there are light sides of life that there's love and there is hate that there is evil and there is love and beauty and this is partly what the Tao tries to help us to understand that we have to understand that life is not always going to be good nor is life always going to be bad and this goes to this living your way into the answer oftentimes people say to me when I'm working in counseling and coaching with people how am I going to deal with this pain I don't want to deal with this anymore. And the idea is that pain will always end. There will always be happiness, and then there will always be more pain. And so in a sense, your job is to walk the gray. And the only thing that you can do with these things is to learn the lessons, right? There's wisdom in the gray. This is where it happens, to understand darkness, You find lessons there. To understand light, you find lessons there. To understand change, there's lessons there. To understand death, to understand nature, that there's keys everywhere in nature. And your job is to walk the center path. You don't want to be too rich. You don't want to be too poor in terms of how Taoism is. You don't want to be too healthy. You don't want to be too unhealthy as far as Taoism is concerned. In other words, someone who just stuffs their face all the time, always eating whatever they want, is out of the Tao. But someone who's so rigid and so clean and so has to eat everything organic and is hyper compulsive about everything they do is also out of the Tao. This equilibrium might be one of the hardest things that we humans um, have to manage 
in our lives. And so we really want to find this gray zone. I talk a lot about this in the next level human stuff. Hopefully you're seeing in some of the next level human uh, concepts that Taoism makes itself known in a very big way throughout a lot of my personal uh, philosophy and, and sort of the way the next level human um, constructs take shape. That it's really about gray, avoiding bias, avoiding dogma, understanding that you have a unique spiritual fingerprint that you're here on earth to do. And that this also, though, requires a choice. It's not that you don't have choice in the matter. You can choose not to take that on. But you must really work in terms of the way Taoism sees things. You must really work to find this middle way, not being too extreme in either direction. And so Taoism is all about stillness, acceptance, flow, and equilibrium. S-A-F-E. That's the acronym to remember here because it keeps you safe primarily from anxiety and overwhelm. It helps you find the balance in life. So when you see these people that you always feel like they just always seem like nothing riles them up, like they're just prepared for everything, that they you know, just kind of go with the flow of life. The, a lot of these people we respect and we admire and we wonder how they hold it all together in the most difficult times. We really admire this in leaders and we really like it in ourselves when we're able to take action when action is necessary and we're able to be quiet when it demands silence. We're able to speak up when it is required and we're able to fall into flow like this. These are people who are very, very in touch with the Tao. So hopefully this gives you a really good uh, sort of introductory um, beginning into Taoism. If you want to know some of my favorite books on uh, Taoism, one of the easiest ones to kind of get this concept is um, the Tao of Pooh, which is a tiny little read. And if you like Winnie the Pooh, it basically teaches you Taoism through how Winnie the Pooh approaches uh, life. This is one of the easiest reads um, that uh, I would look at. And of course, there are many of these. Alan Watts, uh, in the name of the book is escaping me right now, has a great sort of uh, book on Taoism uh, as well that you might want to uh, check out. Also, the, the sort of philosophical works of Bruce Lee are heavily influenced by Taoism. Okay, so let me just briefly, before we end here, let's, let me just... Uh, bring you through a couple things really quickly just to solidify it all for you. The idea here is stillness. You want to, as a Taoist or someone who's practicing Taoism, learn to be still in the noisiest of times. You don't want to create stillness and then listen to your breath. You want to be able to listen to your breath while all the craziness is going on. So it's not just practicing when everything is quiet and perfect. This idea that it's easy to be all good when everything's all good. It's easy to focus when there's no craziness going on. Stillness really means cultivating awareness when crazy is happening. That's the first aspect. That's the S. That's stillness. Acceptance. Acceptance means you accept that there are only two certainties in life, change and death. If you cannot accept change, that things will end, you are going to be out of the Tao and you will suffer more as a result of this. You must accept what happens to you. You must accept that people die. You must accept that people get sick. You must accept that you will find love and lose love. This is part of being a human and part of being in Tao. 
Flow is this idea that if you are this person, you're this woman or man out there on the ocean waiting for the wave, surfing, you don't chase every wave. That will just exhaust you. Not every wave is right for you. Flow means finding the correct wave, letting it work with you, being in co-creation with the universe, not trying to act as if there's some grand plan that someone else has for you up in the sky, but also not trying to act like you're the only one in the world and it's just about you, that you're a co-creator. Life is working with you and for you if you will allow it. And the next piece is equilibrium, finding this balance between extremes, not being extreme in any of the four jobs, not being extreme in finances, not being extreme in health and fitness, not being an extreme in your your personal relationships, and also in purpose and meaning, that we need to find this equilibrium, the way we fit into every single circumstance. All right, I've been rambling on for a while, so I'm going to end here. I want to remind you of the sponsors of the show. Please check them out. They're the ones that keep the show going. First off is Cured Nutrition. I use their Zen uh, CBD product to help me sleep. This is a really great one. They have other products as well, as well as CBD for your dog. If you have dogs that are a little bit rambunctious, they can help with that. They have another one called, called Rise that helps with focus. Um, use the code Next Level. You'll get a discount on checkout. Cure Nutrition is a great company. Definitely please check them out. The next one is Paleo Valley. Paleo Valley is basically uh, meat sticks. Now, I know people go, Jade, what do you mean meat sticks? This is a very healthy whole food protein source that is uh, grass-fed. It is. It doesn't use nitrates or nitrites or anything like that. These are uh, about um, as much protein and calories as you get in an egg. They fit in your purse. They fit in your glove box in your car. I tend to have these things everywhere. I actually don't have them now, and I'm kind of suffering in my ability to um, manage my hunger. I always have these things around, and it's a really great product. They also have other products as well, so check them out. PaleoValley.com, same code, next level. You'll get a discount on that. All right, guys, thanks so much for hanging out with me today, and I will see you at the next show.